the Champions cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, and uh, Allison is taking the week off this week, but uh, I found a very special replacement host. His name, as uh, you guys all know him from the Hyrule Compendium, is Gooey Fame. Goo, what's going on? Hey, not much. Just chilling. Lazy Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is this is the second time, actually, that Goo and I have said hello to each other today. Uh, we just recorded a very special episode of a podcast called Virtual Theater. Goo, tell everybody a little bit about it. Um, well, on Virtual Theater, we talk about video game movies, the good, the bad, and whatever in between, or maybe even outside of that. Uh, but we also have a special Patreon bonus show where we talk about the Legend of Zelda cartoon. So we've just been talking Heck Zelda yeah. all day. But yeah, if you're Zelda fans out there, go, what is it, patreon.com slash virtual theater and get on board. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, we we have a, a series going on. You've, you've heard the ads on this show before. Um, but we just we just did the another episode all about episode number five of the Legend of Zelda cartoon. This stuff is so bonkers. Uh, <laughs> Link is a dirt bag. <laughs> <laughs> Ganon is just uh, he, he's something else in this show. <laughs> so yeah, if you uh, you know if you got a few bucks to uh, to kick around, head over to virtualtheater.com or patreon.com forward slash virtual theater, and you can uh, subscribe and check these bonus episodes out. And um, you know, check out uh, virtual theater while you're there too. We have a lot of good content there. We actually just had an episode come out on the movie Silent Hill. And uh, the the owner and uh, the the GM of Zelda Dungeon, <laughs> Mossies, was just like that was the most engaged I've ever seen him in something yes. outside of Zelda. I think Mossy he was loves he, Silent he was Hill. all about Silent Hill. We actually watched My it God. together. It was a great experience. I, me and Moss watch horror movies together all the time, and this this like all the others was we had a blast. Yeah, I, when he. He was actually like messaging me, and because I, I think I <laughs> off the cuff mentioned, I'm like, what would be a good Silent Hill game to play as my first one? And he like messaged me this scroll <laughs> saying don't <laughs> of information. Uh, yeah, actually, that is what he said, pretty much. Uh, so he was in there. He was in our Discord. You know, we've got the Zelda Dungeon Discord, but uh, you can come on over to the Virtual Theater Discord too if you want to talk about. Any of the movies we've covered, we've talked about Street Fighter, the Mario Brothers movie. Uh, we talk about all the Pokemon movies, the Resident Evil movies, you know, any of them. Absolutely. Uh, it, they're good stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and maybe I'll give I'll give one last kind of plug <laughs> and one last shout out here before we move on. Plug and talk machine. Here. <laughs> Speaking of, of uh, the Mario Bros movie. Uh, if you want to come and uh, check out a live watch-along of the Super Mario Bros. movie, that is going to be happening. Details are uh, a little bit finicky right now, but um, I will I will get them as soon as I have them. I'm going to be uh, a guest uh, doing some guest commentary for this Mario Bros. watch-along. So, uh, you know, as soon as I have more details, I will share them with you guys. But that's going to be going on on the 28th of May. So if you got nothing going on that night, you want to come and hang out and watch one of the absolute most uh greatest movies of all time then you come in and do that and uh i'll tell you guys at a later date where you can where you can come and watch so yeah i'm looking forward to that yeah, that sounds I'm fun you can recreate some of the magic that we had oh god the magic was insane when we watched it <laughs> yes um unbelievable experience uh and we hope that this show today is going to be an unbelievable experience. We've got kind of a unique show for you. And uh, you know what? I said that this would be the last plug, but I don't think that it is because what this this germ of an idea actually stemmed from a virtual theater show. Yeah, so, yeah. For a couple months now. Actually, you know what, Gooey? Can I pull a can I pull an audible here and just really quickly change course on you really quick? Sure. I just I wanted your opinion on uh the new Paper Mario game. That just it was like, oh, announced yeah. out of absolutely nowhere and uh, it looks really really cool and i i was gonna bring that up and i forgot but i you know if i don't bring it up now i'll probably forget so i just wanted your your hot it looked cool i i love the uh the opening of that trailer with like it was really creepy right with the origami peach um yes yeah yeah it looks cool i i haven't really gotten into paper mario since the the gamecube uh thousand year door but you know, hopefully this can kind of capture some of that magic. I mean, there's not, there's just in general, 
not a lot of games coming out so it's not like gonna be crowded like hmm should i get this or that so i mean i'm gonna get it and i'm gonna try it out and i'm I'm hoping that it can be as good as paper mario used to be yeah i'm, I'm with you i was like a huge fan of paper mario and i loved the thousand year door i actually just rebought the thousand year door for gamecube last week so i think i might run that through uh, in the next like week or two but yeah this one looked like really 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 cool like the the origami art style i thought was really awesome yeah um it, it kind of had like a creepy tone it was but it was funny like i i i really liked it i'm really looking forward to that and i really love that it like was announced on a random thursday it's coming out in like two months on a random friday i loved it yeah i think that's probably because they they just probably don't have enough to like do a full-blown direct you know yeah. So they, I don't think they want to announce it ahead of time. Like, hey, we're doing a, a live announcement because people will be like, where's the other stuff? So I kind of love that that they just were like, here it is. Here's the video, you know. Uh, and you know what? That that type of approach may not be uncommon in the next you know couple months here. Just, of course, dude, everything that's going on. Um, I, I think that that could be how we're going to see a couple more games coming out in the near future. Uh, Pikmin 3 is supposed to be right around the corner. The Prime Trilogy is supposed to be done and finished. Um, so yeah, I think that we'll, I think we'll see something like that, but I just wanted to talk about that now really quick because I was really excited by it, but yeah, it's cool. Let's get back to the original point here. So on virtual theater a couple weeks ago, Goo and I were chatting and he had been playing final fantasy seven remake and, uh, he was a big fan of the original. I am also a big fan of the original, but I'm also very stubborn. And so I was just like, <laughs> you know what, Goo, I'm not playing this because it's, it's bollocks that they remade this game, but it's only like the first 5 or 10% of that game. I, w- I was very unimpressed by that. Still kind of am. But, uh, you know, now that eventually I caved and I and I got the game and I played the game and I beat it, and that's great. But my infamous words at the time, which I believe are recorded and available to patrons of uh, Virtual Theater, were, that would be like remaking ocarina of time and having the entire game take place in kokiri forest i think i think you've made it a little bit harder on yourself i think you originally said just the child dungeons or something like that but now you've you've really taken it i really dug a hole you really dug a hole yeah you doubled down i think is what happened (laughs) (laughs) i mean that that sounds like something i would probably do and say uh, but then, so then I got the game, beat it, and I was like, "It's like gooey. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I got to eat some crow now because like this is great." And it and it did feel like a complete version of a game. And uh, we're we're gonna we're not gonna spoil the ending of Final Fantasy VII, but just in really broad terms, they kind of uh, they kind of end it on a, a direction. Or they ended on a way that you can go in any direction now, rather than you know the direction yeah. that you think that you're going. So yeah, I I kind of ate some crow on that, and then you know Goo and I were talking, and I was like, I was like, well, I feel like I gotta make a game that's like based on Kokiri Forest now and Ocarina of Time. So that, <laughs> by God, is what we are doing today. I'm gonna pitch Gooey on a game that I have remade. I've remade just the. Just the Kokiri Forest portion of Ocarina of Time. And I'm going to try and sell him and sell all you listeners on this game. I'm going to get really specific. Talk about, like, new characters, <laughs> new dungeons, new new everything. Um, and, and we're going to see if this is, uh, if Gooey buys or Gooey sells. But before we do that, Goo, you had a pitch of your own that you wanted yeah. to Yeah. Well, okay. First of all, even with my pitch, with both of these pitches, they probably just should not happen, <laughs> I think. But... I'm interested. Yes. I'm interested. And <laughs> and I did kind of I became kind of won over by the idea, just the concept after thinking about it and, and even talking with Moss a little bit, he kinda inspired me. But like I wanna say for the record, I was always I never said the game would be good or not, but I did kind of have the opinion that it wasn't imp like an impossible task because I think if you and I Say we both sat down right now and you were playing the original Final Fantasy and I was playing Ocarina of Time like I would probably beat the game at the same time you were leaving Midgar, you know, 
Probably, yeah, probably. So that's that's why I always felt like okay, there's probably a game's worth of content here because that game is just so massive already, you know. So you, right, you're really giving yourself a task, I think, because <laughs> right, and and like there's like Final Fantasy VII is just such a longer game comparatively speaking to Ocarina of Time, but like percentage wise, it kind of lines up. It, maybe it doesn't even because like the the opening salvo in Midgar is probably. It's probably like five to ten percent of the game, and I don't think you could say that Kokiri Forest is five percent no. of that game. But the, this'll be this'll be fun anyway. Um But yeah, then I so then I did think more about like what if what do you know, what if you did at least like do like the child dungeons? Because I like a couple of years ago, Moss and I did a video series, uh Zelda Book Club on the Ocarina of Time manga. And it for parts of it it did kind of like flesh out certain things more and it like created new characters like i remember there was like an evil version of the deku tree that was called like the baga tree and uh like link meets like baby volvagia <laughs> and like there's more of him like h- hanging out with um malon and um they even gave like naburu some more character like or like she's like kind of there the whole time which i thought was kind of a cool way to go especially because she's not like present as much in the early part of that game so i definitely think there is you know stuff you could do and and like add you know some more stuff in the beginning and you know maybe split it up but one thing that i thought would just be kind of a cool idea based on the the sort of final fantasy ending which like you know i I don't want to spoil it or anything but like you know where like you said it left it where it could go kind of different ways you know like things things could maybe be different than the original game i think one thing that maybe could be done with this uh is you know they could maybe they could leave you know do part of ocarina of time and then leave it so the rest could also go a different way and maybe almost i was sort of thinking like maybe you could almost set it like the follow-up game in what would be considered like the downfall timeline or whatever because that's not like you know that that concept is only like canonized in in like the 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 books you know what i mean but it's not something we've ever seen in the game so i was thinking like and you could maybe you can even do it where you know they just say they say in the books like link is defeated but maybe it's like link is like defeated in some way but you know then you get to like kind of come back at it in a second game and you know still get to tell a compelling story it's not just like i think a lot of people just think like ganon kills link that's it you know like maybe you could put that that would be really cool if you did like if if link was defeated but like let's say like the third or fourth game and let's say that they're releasing ocarina of time kind of like they're going to release final fantasy 7 where like it's like part one two three four five let's say like part four something like that is like you do an Avengers Endgame style something where you go back and like reset the defeat or something. That'd be pretty, pretty badass. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. like. And because I think when they first made Ocarina of Time, they always said like, or not they always said, but it was sort of like people were sort of viewed like this would be the seal war from A Link to the Past. But then there's like all these inconsistencies, uh, which does I don't think matters. So, like you can just like kind of retcon it. But but then with like Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, they went a totally different direction. So I maybe they could have done a thing where, yeah, you have this kind of big, you know, time timeline, whatever confusion. But where, you know, the later game in the series does kind of end up portray this whole like seal war thing. And you could still have like all the you know, all the settings from Ocarina of Time and everything. I don't, you know, I don't think this is actually, I don't think any Zelda game actually benefits from, like, getting too worried about the timeline or anything, but if I got my, like, fan fiction cap on, I think, you know, it's a fun concept to think about. Yeah, I'm I'm totally down for that. And, like, so I actually think that this would be, like, a cool idea maybe to explore, even just for, like, our own fun, and maybe it's not a podcast episode, maybe it's just something we talk about in our Discord, but, like, so, like, I'm going to pitch you episode one, but, like, you're pitching, like, episode two, three, four. Like, I, I kind of love that idea and, like, see where it okay, goes. Like, okay. see how you can, like, how you can play around to, like, make things different than they end up being. Sure, Because I yeah. think that that's, like, like, the ending of Final Fantasy VII is, like, 
divisive and i get that and and we'll you know we'll talk about this later for virtual theater <laughs> but like um i i do like that they've at least opened the door to to be different and like it, it doesn't have to necessarily go the way that you think it's gonna go and uh there's you know there's kind of this thread that like okay well like things have to play out as according to destiny or whatever and like Maybe you can defy that, and what I I really liked that about the ending of Final Fantasy VII. I thought that was really compelling, um, and I didn't like necessarily include that in my first kind of chapter here for Ocarina of Time's Kokiri Forest remake. Mm-hmm. But I I do I like I really love that idea. I think that's really cool, actually. Okay, so maybe we can have a synthesis of ideas here. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, that's a good word. <laughs> All right, well then I'll okay. add. I'll I don't fully know what's coming in your pitch, but I think. If it doesn't have the Baga tree, we got to add the Baga tree. <laughs> I I didn't know about the Baga tree, but I could we could put them in here. Yeah, the the I the, I could find a place to put them. The Ocarina of Time manga is weird because it starts off feeling like oh they're really gonna like expand on certain things, but then there are certain chapters where it's just like the first panel is like yeah, then Link did like the Water Temple or whatever. So it's weird. It it could. It's a missed opportunity that maybe this remake could explore more of the story. Uh, yeah, 100%. And I just want to echo what you said before I get into my pitch here. I think I never want to see Ocarina of Time remade. Yeah, just, they, it just Kokiri Forest. They shouldn't do this. <laughs> they should not do this. But it's if a bad they did. Idea. <laughs> but if they did. I love it. This yeah. is what it might look like. And so here's, I want to set a couple uh, precedents right off the bat here. So like this is not an an a remake in the sense of like like we're just making the existing Kokiri Forest look prettier. This is like you take Kokiri Forest and you completely redo it. It's like we're we're talking like this is now a region that's kind of akin to Breath of the Wild. Like like this is like the Great Plateau or like this is like the Hebra region or like that's kind of the scope that Kokiri Forest has to be in order for this to work. So like yeah. it's not it's not just like a a really pretty looking remake of like the short and small like Kokiri Forest that we know from Ocarina of Time. This is a complete reimagining. So for anybody listening that's poo-pooing on this idea before we even get going, it's that's gonna happen no matter what. But <laughs> yeah, I mean you're right. Let's cover and, our and, tracks you know, a prob- little bit. <laughs> probably justifiably so. This is a terrible idea, but. <laughs> <laughs> great way to start your pitch well i you know i was never expecting to have to make this pitch because when i when i so brazenly said that you know this would be like remaking kokiri forest i was expecting to really not love uh final fantasy you got VII, you got owned that's what happened i i did I'm, I'm thinking of it now and i'm like man this is probably going to be my game of the year that's embarrassing oh like, no <laughs> all right but i just want to make it very clear that we're taking some liberties with what happened in the original Ocarina of Time's uh, opening salvo here, it's completely redone. Characters are re-expanded. There's the, uh, we're taking the base inspiration and using that as our our canvas, if you will. So stay with me, okay? But I have come up with uh, with 16 chapters for my remake here. It features uh, I want to say it features four dungeons or maybe five dungeons, and um, you know, it takes place all in Kokiri Forest, and this kind of this kind of mirrors Final Fantasy VII Remake, because Final Fantasy VII Remake takes place over eighteen chapters, and they're all kind of like self-contained things. So I stuck with that kind of similar format just to kind of help the progression of the story here. But here we go. Chapter one, I called it "Old Friends." So Link wakes up, and he finally finds a fairy, and the first thing that he has to do is go and tell his best friend Syria about this fairy. So she lives on the other side of the forest. So you know what? Chapter one can be just kind of a, an intro to the world. Link can run around and meet people. And I'm kind of envisioning that, again, Kokiri Forest is really big. So like in order to, it'd be like running from one side of the Great Plateau to the other side. And there's like, you can run off and do a bunch of different stuff and, and whatever. But chapter one will eventually end when you finally make it to Sirius House and she gives you a Deku Shield as a reward. Okay, so it's pretty, pretty standard chapter one. It's like story, not combat, really. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we don't we don't get to combat for a little bit here. So okay. stay with me. This is a this is a hard sell already because 
Final Fantasy starts like action right away, but it does. Uh, it very much does. I and mean, this is the challenging part because you don't have a sword yet in. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Maybe maybe you could have some. Uh, you know, maybe this is if if you'll allow me to augment. Maybe you know you could find some Deku sticks and mess around with those. You know that that's kind of what I was thinking. Like because I I don't think that you can wait until the end of chapter three to get it. So I was like, okay, maybe you could have a stick or like you can. You could pick up stuff or clubs or whatever, like in Breath of the Wild. Like, you can have different yeah. items and stuff. So you can still fight enemies and whatever, but, like, just not with a sword. That's actually kind so of I, fun. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right, so Chapter 2 is called The Forest. And Link, Navi, and Saria all venture out to the entrance of the Deku Tree, where Mido denies them entry unless Link finds a, a sword to go and see him. So, um... Link also meets Fado, the Know-It-Alls, and basically all the other members of Kokiri Forest in this time. And, like, this is where all of these guys that he meets offer up side quests. You can go and do, like, you know, you can do, like, your kind of intro side quests. You can collect some stuff. You can fight off some enemies, learn a little bit more about the different parts of the map and stuff like that. But um, eventually, you know, once you've got all your side quests done and you're ready to, the the chapter ends with Link finding the sword maze dungeon so oh, that, okay. when he, once he goes in he goes into this dungeon so that's that's chapter two and there's there's one or two maybe even three chapters here which are like more focused on side quests than actual story itself which is kind of like what final fantasy 7 did like there's some chapters in there where like you can you can end the chapter really quickly if you want to but like the side quests open up in that particular chapter yeah they kind of give you the option to like ah, i don't want to do those yeah 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 that could be cool i and i like i like you could give all these like random you know kokiri forest npcs some you know some little extra dimension like some side quests and stuff i like that yeah i just thought that it would be nice to kind of like flesh them out a little bit and you can see a little bit more personality to them you know like i remember there's like even if it's just something simple, like I remember the guy who's like, ah, oh, Mido said I have to like clear these rocks or whatever. He's kind of like bull- yeah. bullying these other guys. Like maybe you, you know, help them out a little bit. So at, at this point, I'm hoping that our players, hypothetical players here, have gotten like five hours of gameplay and once they're done all the side quests. So like we're, we're, we're making sure that we're not wasting your money on this experience. Um, so chapter three is called the Sword Maze. And... This is a full-blown dungeon now, and it's not going to focus on combat necessarily as much as, um, like, exploration. There are going to be some enemies inside, and we can just explain those as, like, you know, your your typical forest-dwelling um, enemies that, that get in your way. Nothing, like, nothing too, nothing too arduous or whatever, mm-hmm. but this is really going to be more of, like, as the name implies, a maze. And you can even kind of take, like, the... Like the sections in Breath of the Wild where you have those big mazes that you have to go through. Oh yeah, you could almost you could almost take that as like an inspiration for how this dungeon could and maybe should operate. You could still have like you could still have like your boulders. You could still have Deku scrubs in there. Um, and I'm thinking that the big item for this dungeon, obviously, is you finally get your sword. So once you have your sword, uh, I thought it would be cool if you you know you've went and fought the dungeon boss, and maybe that could be Mothula. Or like another throwback kind of foresty dungeon from mm. games of of the past. So Mothula from a Link to the Past, I thought would be kind of a cool one. And cool. Um, so my my idea here was that like maybe Link finally gets his sword, he fights Mothula, but maybe Mothula lays some some eggs and like or something, and like you they kind of get scattered, and so now we have like little moth enemies in the forest, so like to kind of explain again why there's more and more enemies in this like seemingly peaceful forest. Yeah, that's cool. And and you also just if you are like going off the original story of Ocarina of Time, you know, you have like, you know, Ganondorf like put Goma in the Deku tree. Maybe maybe he's like corrupting parts of the forest or something like that. You know, you get some teases of like his presence there. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, Yeah, I don't want to spoil anymore until we get Deku, but I'm glad you said that. Okay, so this is where it kind of really starts to go off the rails from the original game. Here. Okay. But, um, so chapter four is called The Recipe. And Link goes back, he sees Mado, and Mado still will not let him in to see the Great Deku Tree 
unless he gathers some ingredients from around Hyrule. So basically, this is another this is another kind of short chapter or whatever where you venture back to the forest, talk to Mado, and he gives you three objectives that now you can tackle in any order that you want. Similar to how like the Divine Beasts work, you can go in and do them in any order. Um, and then this will take you to all of the different corners of the forest. So the game really opens up now. You can finish any quests that you have open, etc., etc. But now, now we're getting rocking and rolling. So yeah, here, here we go. Chapter five is called the Deku Tonic. So <laughs> the first, the first ingredient that uh, that Mado needs is uh, is held in a Deku trading merchant town. Uh, and oh. I'm, I'm just making stuff up here. So in order to get what he needs, uh, Link is forced to enter the dungeon of Wood Street, where a corrupt Deku named Drac, and I just picked that name out of a hat, has <laughs> dis- has displaced the honest, hardworking Deku with corrupt fiends and cutthroats. Um, so we're going into this dungeon. It's gonna it'll be kind of a humorous themed dungeon, like kind of like a like obviously play on words for Wall Street, and like you can have like kind of the like the the Wall Street gimmick, but like Dekuized almost in a way. I thought that that could be really fun. Um, yeah, we could totally replace this corrupt Deku with the uh, the Bagu tree too. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, I like. <laughs> so you're it's like uh like you're seeing some Deku civilization, kind of like in Majora's yes. Mask. Um, exactly. Yeah, I. It would also be maybe kind of cool if like um, you know, the dungeon it was like the forest or whatever, but it also was kind of like, you know, it felt like you were in a town or a building, you know, like you know, where you maybe had some people there, you know, going about their lives or something, you know, like, it's like half town, half dungeon, and it's Deku themed, you know? Yeah, so like, that's a great way to put it. My original idea was like, I was kind of thinking of Snow Peak Mansion. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of this, because like, that's a house, but it's also like a dungeon. Um, So Wood Street would be this like, kind of not necessarily inviting you know, place where at the best of times there's greedy Deku merchants. And at the worst of times now there's like monsters and corrupt Dekus and stuff like that. So I was like, and you know what? Like, I feel like every game, like every Zelda game needs a little bit of levity. And I thought that this would be a good opportunity to like have a lot of like puns about like money and stuff like that. But like they're, they're Deku puns or whatever. I thought that that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And I, I like the Deku merchants from Ocarina of Time. So that would be fun too. I, yeah, I thought that it would be cool to like, because it's it's just like a very small thing from Majora's Mask, but something that you can potentially expand on a lot, and like you could get a lot of good characters out of there. And then once you're done this dungeon, of course, you can have side quests open up from the residents of um, of Wood Street. So there's a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of stuff that you can do in this chapter. And, you know, hopefully this dungeon is really intricate and really awesome. Uh, you know, I'll leave that to my dungeon designing staff to figure <laughs> out. But <laughs> You're not coming up with puzzles here. Yeah, hopefully we've got you, uh, like, towards, like, 15 hours of gameplay or something <laughs> like that at this point. I don't know. Maybe you could have, like, um, you remember in, like, Majora's Mask, like, that you could trade with the merchants? Maybe there's, like, a side trading thing that could go on there. Like, maybe you're trading Deku stocks or something. <laughs> It's like a side quest, you know, that'd be kind of funny. I think that would be awesome. Like, I I think that there's a lot of like opportunity here to have a lot of fun and like play around and, and be like, be silly, but also expand out this, uh, this kind of cool idea. I thought, um, so that is the first like chapter. And again, you can do the rest of these chapters kind of in, in any order that you want, but, um, that's the first chapter and, uh, I will get, I'll tell you the next chapter. It's uh, chapter six, Wolfos Woes. So, <laughs> okay. Link sets off to the dark corner of Kokiri Forest where all of the Wolfos live in a town called the Wolfos Den. <laughs> and uh, he needs he needs a bone of Wolfos to make this uh, or as his next ingredient. And uh, along the way, he meets a really nice Wolfos named, and you're going to love this. And I, I didn't have a better name. But I called him Silver Thirteen. Oh my God, <laughs> very on the nose. So <laughs> very, very on the nose. Uh, so he's a good Wolfos. He's a good boy. And Silver is the son of the former leader of the Wolfos Pack. But Silver's father was challenged and killed by another Wolfos named Lycan. So Link must now venture into yet another dungeon and uh, go and navigate the Wolfos village and eliminate Lycan and obtain 
the bone. And this is kind of like similar to the last chapter where it's like, okay, well now, like, um, after Link does this, he can then go into the town and like talk to all the people and they can open up side quests and stuff like that. Um, you could, you could even have it like if you wanted where like silver can help you out a little bit during the dungeon, maybe not as like, not as much on the nose as red 13 does in final fantasy seven, <laughs> but like a little bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, yeah. Cool. I, I thought, I thought that would be cool. Cause I always thought that the wolfos were like, um, like something about the wolfos in Ocarina of time always struck me. Like they're really cool. Like they've got these sleek white, uh, manes on them. Um, they're, they're tough enemies. And, uh, you know, we, we later see, in in zelda lore like link has some kind of uh you know special affinity for wolves or whatever as we see when he goes into the twilight realm so maybe we could explore that a little bit yeah i I like i like anything that like similar to the deku merchants which they already did but like making these enemies like give them character you know that's always fun like when it's more than just Mm -hmm. like because in ocarina of time the wolf wolves are just like you know wolves you kill (laughs) Yeah, like, totally. So I, I thought that that would be, like, a good way to kind of expand and, uh, it, you know, kind of peel back the curtain on, like, where do these wolf elves come from? Um, are they all bad? Were they always bad? Uh, whatever. And then, like, you can kind of explain why the wolf elves attack Link as well, because they they have this awful leader, like, you know, at the at the front of their pack. So right. once you deal with Lycan, you know, these guys are, are kind of good again. So... There you go. In the last chapter, in the kind of free-for-all chapters that you can do in any order, it's chapter 7, Skull Manor. So, Link needs to obtain the last ingredient for Mido, and in order to do so, needs to go to the house of Skull Kid, an abandoned treehouse in the dark part of the forest. Um, after a dungeon filled with cat and mouse appearances by Skull Kid, Link faces and defeats him in battle. To thank Link for playing with him, Skull Kid gives Link medicinal dust and asks him to be best friends. So, again, kind of like leaning into like the uh the snow peak mansion like kind of vibe where like you're in a house but it's also a dungeon i think that like skull kid is woefully underdeveloped in ocarina time so like this is a really cool opportunity to like see and learn a little bit more about him and i just like really love skull kid so this one was like kind of actually the one that i had in mind when i started writing Mm. this whole thing yeah they, they do there's like bonus chapters in the ocarina of time manga where I think that's where the Baga tree ties into where he's like making him do bad stuff, I think. But like the, it's it's an interesting character. And then obviously it just uh, ties into what comes in Majora's Mask. So I think it'd be cool to have him there a little bit more. So at this point, we're four dungeons in to our game. I'm hoping that we're like 20 hours in so far. We've got <laughs> this beautiful big world. We've got some side quests that we can do now. Are you like what? Are, what are your thoughts so far on the first half of this game? Because we're about halfway through. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I, I think there's been enough to show like more diversity than just like forests. You know, like obviously it's all gonna be foresty themed, but I like how you know you could with the wolfos and the Deku, and like even you know if I'm sure you'll probably have something like. You know, with the, some of the like Lost Wood stuff with Skull Kids, you know, like there's there's all these different kinds of like settings that you could have within this. Like, obviously, the game would have a more specific theme than just like, you know, Ocarina of Time with all like fire and all this stuff. But there's enough there's enough going on there that I think it could be a kind of a cool setting, you know. It, it would almost be kind of akin to Mario Sunshine, now that I'm thinking of it. Because, like, that was always... That, like, that game is kind of beachy, uh-huh. you know? But, it like, it's different within the beach, if that makes sense. You know, a, a recent game, it made me think of... Because a lot of people, I think, felt this way. But then, even when you know this the region in real life, you know that it's more diverse than what you're initially told. But was, like... Uh, assassin's creed origins because it was set in egypt and a lot of people just think like oh sand and pyramids but there's obviously way more going on especially in real life you know in this region you know so there's like you know there's like swampy areas there's like the mediterranean areas and then there's like straight up you know desert so i i i think you could do that similar kind of thing with the 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 kokiri forest in this game yeah. Okay. I I pre- I would take that uh, comparison for sure. Yeah. That's that's better than a lot of them. 
Um, okay, so chapter eight is called A Pick-Me-Up. And so Link brings all of these ingredients to Mido, who reveals that he has actually been uh, asking Link to get these ingredients to make a potion or a medicine for the Great Deku Tree. Um, uh, he'll tell Link to wait for a little bit while he gets the medicine ready. And then now Link is, is free to do a bunch of different side quests for the Kokiri. Or you can go straight to the Deku Tree. Kind of another chapter where like you can clean up some loose ends if you want. But if you're ready, you can just go straight into the action here. Okay. Um, chap- chapter number nine is called The Great Deku Tree. So Link navigates the expanded dungeon inside The Great Deku Tree meeting up with some of the Deku scrubs who had helped him earlier. The Dekus give Link the secret combo to the inner sanctum where Link can inject the medicine as a thanks. Uh, Link goes in, battles Goma, and injects the medicine. It only provides a great Deku tree with a little bit of life, however. The great Deku tree reveals he is dying, but if Link can receive something precious from the forest temple, there might be hope for the forest. So, again, this is where the original Kokiri forest would end. But I, I feel like there's maybe a little note that's never really explained that we could flesh out and get like a little bit more gameplay out of. Okay. So yeah, we're, we're going to be heading to that's the That's a surprise temple. to me, but okay. I'm, I'm interested. I don't know. Do you think that's hot-shotting a little bit? Having the fort? Yeah, I think I think it could be having the forest temple in there. Because that's, that's so cool when you go back and it's like you're not expecting it. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's... Maybe it could be even, you know, expanded on even more. Or even just, like, the ending with the Deku Tree. He dies and you leave the forest. It's such a big moment. But, you know, I'll, I'll ride this pitch with you. I'll, I'll see where it goes. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, you know what? Uh, the- One thing that happens in the manga, I, I, I just think it's... They they give a little bit more story with Mido. Like, like in the whole chapter, the bonus chapters with Skull Kid, like, he goes off after him, I think. And then... Also in the Deku Tree and Forest Temple, like he kind of like comes with Link. So I that may be kind of similar to Final Fantasy. It might be kind of fun if you even had Mido and like Saria like on the adventure with you. I don't know. That's maybe that's my my own thing, but I think that's would be kind of fun to have them there and you know, Mido can kind of be a little bit of a a snot, you know. <laughs> you were you were Speak in my language. Oh, okay. That's literally okay. the next thing that we're doing. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> Cha- Chapter 10, A Dark Path. So Link breaks the news to Sari and Mido, and they agree to help Link get to the Forest Temple. The only problem oh, okay. is finding it, <laughs> since it is lost inside the treacherous Lost Woods. Okay. So Sari suggests that Skull Kid might know the way, so the four of them head across the forest to Skull Manor to track him down. Um, Link and Sari have a few deep talks along the way, talk about their mutual friendship, and eventually, the gang must find Skull Kid, who agrees to show them the way. So you do another round of, like, kind of Skull Kid, hide and seek, although in a different area, in a, in a funner way. Much funner than, like, Twilight Princess would have you do. So, but yeah, eventually, <laughs> kind of the point of this chapter is to traverse with, like, like you said, uh, Siri and Mido. And, like, you can kind of have, like, if you, I was thinking, like, almost like Breath of the Wild Memories, where, like, if you go to a certain spot on the map or whatever, you can activate like a cutscene between Link and Saria, or maybe like Link and Mido, and like kind of flesh out the relationship between them a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so again, a lot of it's kind of like optional per se, but I, I thought that if you like this chapter would be a good way to flesh out the bond between the three and have that pay off a little bit later at the end of the game. Yeah, that'd be cool. What the one thing with Mido I feel like is you have to still keep him like by the end of this like a little confrontational because it's how i feel like it's uh a little bit sad or like whatever kind of tragic when you come back and he like you know feels bad about (laughs) everything and how he never really was like fully cool with link you know like he he shows some regret okay okay but that that, i don't know if you're gonna like where i'm oh no (laughs) maybe that maybe that's a flaw but you're not wrong, actually. Now that you said that, I think that maybe we could rework what I have coming up here. Hey, um, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just bouncing ideas off here. <laughs> um, all right. You know what, Goo? I just realized I went right from chapter ten to chapter twelve. I I was lying to you this whole time. There's only fifteen chapters. Well, you got oh, an geez. epilogue, it seems. Oh, you know, yeah, we got we got an epilogue. Yeah. You know who could um, you know who could start showing up at this point now that you've done the Deku Tree thing. Uh, is you could you could start teasing or like have a little bits of a 
Kipora Gabora, because I remember he like shows up <laughs> in the Lost Woods, you know, like he's kind of a cool character that you would, you know, if you're doing this type of game like down the road, you'd probably flesh out more of that, too, because that there's some like theories and lore behind him and Raru and all that. So like maybe maybe you got him in here a little bit and he helps you through the Lost Woods or something. You know, I thought about including him a little bit, but then I I didn't. Oh, it, but I I thought about it, and I was just like, I don't know if people, I don't know if people love you know Kipora as much as maybe like Saria or even some of these other like the Great Deku Trees. Yeah. Like, well, they're raw. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's cool. Th- this this could change. This could change. <laughs> All right. So chapter eleven, the Lost Woods. So the gang makes it to the entrance, and they have to navigate the dark, twisted forest of the Lost Woods in order to make it to the Forest Temple. So this isn't necessarily a dungeon, but it is... It, you know what it could kind of be akin to is the Dark Forest in Breath of the Wild, actually. Um, okay. You yeah. know you know where they, there's no light, and you have to navigate it, and like it's really dark? So basically, like we want the Lost Woods to be like really all-encompassing, really easy to get lost, like really... Um, like a like a dark maze so you know not not necessarily littered with enemies so much but like mm-hmm. we want it to be really ominous here and i thought that it would be cool that like if at the end of the uh the lost woods you actually had a fight and kind of a boss battle confrontation with all of the poe sisters okay you kind of kind of set them up for later a little bit too or i guess they exactly. they become mini bosses later <laughs> That's cool. But I'm, like I'm thinking that. that maybe you have, like, all four fighting you at once, and you can maybe, kind of like how we used Silver earlier, you can use, like, little, um, maybe Mido can chip in with, like, a, like, you can stun them, and then Mido will go and shoot something at mm-hmm. one of the Post sisters, or, like, Siri can do something similar, something along those lines. You can make them more uh, diverse, too, because the three of them, you fight the exact same way, but maybe... You know, yes. m- maybe they can have different sorts of attacks, like all four of them. Yeah, I, yeah, totally. Uh, give them a little bit more personality as well. And then you can maybe explain how they actually ended up inside the Forest Temple. Who knows? Uh, uh, the yeah. world is our oyster here. Um, so, Chapter 12, The Temple Gates. So the gang finally, finally arrives at the gates of the temple, only to be ambushed by a pack of white wolfos. So after a, kind of another mini boss battle here, Silver 13 shows up. He's a new leader of the pack of all the wolfos. And he tells the white wolfos that Link is a friend and that he can let, uh, they can let Link through. So Link will then go through and, uh, you know how there's a couple moblins along the way to the forest temple in that little maze? Yeah. Yeah. In the, when you're like an adult or whatever. So this is going to kind of be expanded. So there's now a moblin camp at the base of the forest temple and our new objective is to kind of it's it's almost like a like a stealth mission almost but like to infiltrate the moblin camp and take yeah, them out cool. and then you have the big boss battle with the with the that giant moblin with the club ah, at the that end. would be sick yeah and you know what in general i want to say going forward in future installments of this game there needs to be more moblins that that's one thing yeah. that makes me mad about ocarina of time not really but it's just that they're in this one specific area like they're supposed to be like you know ganon's minions they should uh they should be everywhere they can you know have different types of moblins in different locations but that's for a later there is time, like a right? random place in the in the game too like in the lost woods yeah it doesn't seem like a very moblin-y place i feel like they just came up with like the mechanics for how they work in that maze which work pretty well you know but it's a very specific they're not like Stalfos where you like, they kind of like fight you, you know, they're more of a, an obstacle <laughs> than anything. All right. So here we go. Chapter 13. This is kind of another mini chapter almost. It's called the Green Guardian. Mido tells Link that now that he's finally arrived at their destination, he realizes that Link is the true hero and that he's in a supporting role and he'll play his role gladly and guard the gates to make sure that nobody gets in. So this kind of goes against what you were saying earlier, where, like, Link maybe doesn't leave Mido in the best terms. Now that, like, you said that, I actually don't disagree with it at all. Well, it maybe it can be, and if if there's a lot of characters, because it's very, you know, Ocarina of Time is very straightforward. So, you know, maybe you could just have just some more c- complexity there, where he's, like, conflicted about it, you know. I think I think that could work out. 
so at this point, um, I would have Mido say like, you know, Link, you, you're a hero and you have to help people in need. And then that opens up like your last bevy of side quests. And like you can you can pick any side quest that you want from Mido specifically. He can maybe give you like some of the hardest side quests of the game where like you can go and do whatever and like encounter your, your optional bosses and stuff like that. And hopefully that'll take up a long time. You can also go and finish any like a pending side quest that you have in Kokiri Village or the Wolfo's Den or Wood Street and wherever. Um, but you can go and kind of finish up your your stuff because you're about to enter the final area of the game. So hopefully we're hopefully we're still like you know pretty <laughs> decent hour clock hour clockwise in. We got like maybe forty hours going on so far here. Obviously not as much of Breath of the Wild, but you know work with me. I mean that's forty hours is a long time. <laughs> maybe I'm being generous too. I don't know. It depends. I mean, I beat Final Fantasy in like 30 hours, but I didn't do whenever it was those chapters that were like, do all the side quests. I was like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I <don't. laughs> I've done them. I've played a little bit more through it again and have been doing them. But to me, first time through, I was like, I just I kind of want to just like see the story. You know, I don't care about saving this kid's cat or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did the side quests in that game, and they added, I would say, about 10 hours, because I think I did it in 40. Yeah, they're they're fine and fun and all, but it is it does, it's a little, I would call some of that filler, for sure. Alright, so this is where I was having a little bit of trouble, um, but I'm going to pitch you my final, my final dungeon here, because I didn't want to give away the Forest Temple, because of course we're going to be coming back to it later. So, basically, what I had Link do is, we're entering the final dungeon... And he, he goes into the Forest Temple, and the difference is is that in this time, the elevator is working perfectly, and Link can go in the elevator right away and take it right down to the gallery. So okay. the final the final Forest Temple isn't the Forest Temple as we know it, but more of like that dark kind of gallery as we know it. So Link is going in there, and he, he eventually works through this dark gallery, and he he finally finds, and he, he finds the hope that the great Deku tree was talking about the precious item that he needed, which is a new sapling. So Lake goes and he finds this new sapling. And just as he's about to grab it, he is ambushed by the final boss of the game, Phantom Ganondorf. And so we have a, a wicked battle between the two. And so Phantom Ganondorf will be different than he is in the forest temple. He'll be like more of like Ganondorf as we know it. So like it feel it still feels like the end of the game. You have your traditional link versus Ganondorf fight. Mm-hmm. So you, you still have that. Um, Link is eventually victorious, and he makes off with the sapling and heads back to Kokiri Forest and gives the Great Deku Tree the sapling. And um, in return, the Great Deku Tree gives Link the Kokiri Emerald and tells him the story of the Triforce and then says to Link that you need to find the Princess of Destiny. And with his last bit of strength, the Great Deku Tree plants the sapling so that one day the, a new Deku Tree will arise and forest life can grow again. So that's kind of the main story wrapped up. What do you think of that? Yeah, you did a pretty good job of uh, of uh, filling that out and coming up with some cool stuff. I liked, I was worried there because, you know, you, you come back to certain things as an adult and, you know, yeah. pretty much all of that is included in there. But now I can kind of see where you can build upon it. You know, you can kind of build on all of that and kind of follow it up when you come back, like, what is what is Mido like when he comes back? You know, how has how has that story been followed up? Or even I liked how I was worried about the Forest Temple specifically, because that's cool when you come back. But yeah, I I, I even thought even further, because I don't think they there's like a lot of uh, like canon lore about the Forest Temple that I know about. But maybe it could even like not even be in total disrepair. You know what I mean? Like maybe the steps up to it are fine and you go in there and it's like not overgrown and, but you know, you only can really go into the one area, you know, like maybe it's, you know, maybe it's new similar to how in uh twilight princess where you go into the temple of time and it's like, you've got the two different versions of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like maybe you go there, but then, you know, in these follow-up sequel games, when you come back, it's, you know, the post sisters are there and it's, it's become like twisted and and dark, you know. So I yeah yeah I, I think there are you know with and all the like civilizations you included, I think that could be kind of cool too. The forest temple was definitely what I struggled the most with because like I I felt that 
Like, there was just no way that you could end going into the dungeon in the Great Deku Tree. Like, that's it's just too short. So I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. well, like, where makes like where makes the most sense to go to? Let's just include the Lost Woods. And, you know, for me, I was like, okay, well, like, you got to get to the Forest Temple. Because I feel like, like, that's my favorite dungeon in the series. So, like, I, I love that place anyways. But, like, that just makes sense to go to if you're, you know, having this, this game take place exclusively in the forest. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, like, I didn't want to hot shot it because, like, you know... You know, once this game sells 50 million copies, we're going to have to eventually make a sequel where we come back here eventually. So, yeah, that was that was probably the biggest um, thing that I was a little bit unsure of how to do properly. Mm-hmm. I yeah, no, I like it. I think um, and I like uh, the again, the maybe the different areas can have some more diversity. It might even be cool if you met like a. Uh, if you saw some, because you can't leave the forest in the beginning, but maybe, like, it'd be kind of cool to, like, encounter some, like, uh, different types of, like, maybe you could encounter, like, a Hylian outpost, like, some lumberjacks or something like that, you know, just, like, some yeah. teases for what would be coming later, like, you know, and Hylians aren't, like, a big, like, I wouldn't have, like, Gorons in it or anything, I would save that, but just, like, be like, oh, like, who are these weird, like, tall people, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think that, like, by expanding the forest and making it, like, a region instead of... Because, I mean, Kokiri Forest is basically just, like, a little town in Ocarina of Time. That's, so by expanding yeah. that and making it a region, you can kind of play with that a little bit. And you can put, like, maybe, like, different people that wouldn't necessarily be in the forest in Ocarina of Time into Kokiri Forest. It's always kind of implied, especially, like, if you look at, a, like, a manga or, like, any time they've interpreted these things that, like... Maybe not with later games, I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be more literal, but, like, you're kind of supposed to, like, use your imagination. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like some of these, like, Kokiri, the village in Kokiri Forest, maybe that's supposed to be that small. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, Castle Town in Hyrule is obviously supposed to be a little bit bigger than, like, a couple rooms with, like, a dozen right. people. So, like, you can kind of, it's not a stretch to be, like, yeah, there would be more than a dozen people here so i included an epilogue chapter as well and it's basically just story and running kind of to and fro but Mm -hmm. um, after we're done it'll unlock uh there's so i only included like one entrance and one exit to the forest still because i thought i don't know maybe that would make sense but the final thing that you can do in this game is you're free to roam around there's not really a post game per se but you can run to this final destination you know where this is going this is the bridge, and we see kind of glimpses, like little teases of Princess Zelda and Ganondorf. But then the final scene of the game, Link gets to the bridge, and uh, Syria there meets him and gives him the ocarina. And then the the game ends with Link leaving the forest. Okay, so, cool. Roll the credits, baby. You know what? And now that I think about that, I think you don't, wouldn't have uh, Kipora Gabora in here yet. Because I think it's sort of like once you get the emerald... Like, it's sort of like, oh, like, things have changed. You know what I mean? So, like, now it's like, let's seek out this kid. Like, that's where I see it as, is like, oh, some some kid in the forest has this emerald. Like, he, he would sense something is up. You know, that's my headcanon, you know, <laughs> as to why he shows up. Well, for me, I was just thinking, like, you know, when you, when you finally leave Kokiri Forest, I say finally, you probably spend, like, 15 minutes in there. But, like, when you finally get out, like, the first thing that you see is Kipora Gabora, and, like, I thought that that was, like, always kind of kind of cool when you see him for the first time. I mean, subsequently less cool each playthrough that you see him, of course, but, uh-huh. you know, you you can see him, and then, like, then your adventure really starts. So I thought that that would kind of be a cool springboard for, like, the second game to, to get going and, like, use, you, you know, you can still have that fateful meeting at the top of your game, and he can, like, almost set the stage for you until you... Like, you know, there's all this stuff going on. You need to go to Zora's Domain. You need to go uh-huh. to uh, Dodongo Cavern. And you can kind of pick and choose where you want to go. And, like, you can expand and, and whatever as well in the next game as well. Yeah, totally. I, I And if, you know, if you just remove the him being like, do you want me to repeat this? He would be fine. You know, like, if, if it was like in Link's Awakening where he shows up and has some mysterious exposition, I think he's an interesting character in that sense yes. so 
Yeah. I actually, I would love if, like, it, it a hypothetical sequel to this Kokiri Forest game, if, like, if you had Kippur Gabora, and we're going to assume that, like, everybody's fully voice acted at this point, right? But, like, you would have to, like, have some kind of callback gag to, like, do you want to hear this again or something like that? You'd have oh, yeah. to. I think that'd be so he could, funny. He could give a speech to Link the first time. Here's here's my punch-up for it is he gives a speech to Link, and Link's like, huh? You know, he's like, you know, this is a <laughs> yeah. lot to take in, and he's like, you know, well, do you want me to repeat myself? Or, you know. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little awesome. there, you know. Um, so, yeah, there it is. That is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time Remake Part 1 Kokiri Forest. Uh, are you are you buying, selling, skeptical? What do you what do you think about this? I I'm interested to hear. It's just fun. It's fun to talk about, like to do these little fanfic exercises so i you know i think um i don't know is it is it worth doing more of these <laughs> like if people like this we should just do more sometime yeah i would love to hear your uh your pitch through uh dodongo's cavern you know <laughs> now i wonder like where is the the breaking point because it kind of depends on the precedent that final fantasy 7 sets but now it's like do they even have the same breaking points That's, going into that game? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, without wading too much into Final Fantasy spoilers, it seems like they've set it to where now... Like, the first game, it ends there because it's like a thematic kind of ending, uh, and you're leaving into an open world, and also tying into the thematic ending of anything could happen. To me, it's like, it's similar to a, uh, you know... Uh, when they reboot a film over the course of a film just to be like, now anything could happen where it's like, yeah, they have the characters, the setting, you know, the, the vague story ideas, but like you can do whatever from here on out. So, you know, I, I don't know. I guess at that point, I guess at that point you don't really want it to be, um, following the game. Exactly. And I don't know that you could necessarily do that with Ocarina of Time. I, I feel like, and maybe I'm just not creative enough, but I feel like you are kind of beholden to, like, the same, like, general beats and flows. Like, eventually, Link has to go to Dodongo's Cavern. Eventually, Link has to go to Jabu Jabu's Belly. And eventually, Link has to get the Ocarina of Time. So, like, you know, you can you can kind of play around with the, the points in between there and how he gets there. But, like, I feel like you have to, you know, you, you still have to hit those points. Yeah, but you could maybe make it non-linear so that's what i think they're gonna do with final fantasy is like they'll have that stuff but it, you could maybe approach it in whatever way or i don't know um but yeah that's where i think maybe you could insert something where like this is a the third timeline you know so like yeah like events could happen differently maybe you know maybe the goddess of time or whatever that is like s sends a message to to like you know Nibiru or someone <laughs> something like that being like hey you have to you have to like maybe maybe a character gets like flashes of like things that happened and they don't know exactly what they mean but they know like I've got to stop this that's why I thought of Nibiru because it's like someone who's like kind of close to Ganon and can kind of work against him you know so maybe you have like sort of a a third antagonist who's sort of like changing the timeline and you're not really sure why you know but like kind of altering events or something like that yeah i'd, I'd be so down to like to to see more of this idea because i like again without without trying to give away the final fantasy 7 game i'm just like <laughs> what they did was really interesting and uh you know i i always whenever i whenever i hear something cool or like see something cool in video games i always kind of think like how could that be applied to zelda so, like, that was, like, naturally my first reaction when, you know, I finished the game. I was like, how could they do this in Zelda? So, yeah, <laughs> I think that, uh, I think that'd be really cool. I want to know if all of you listeners think that this game that I have pitched is cool. Of course, <laughs> once again, we don't actually think that this should ever happen. No. But if it did. <laughs> it shouldn't. If it did, what do you, what do you think? Do you think that this is a cool idea? Do you, are you interested to hear where this remake goes? Uh, let us know over on Zelda Dungeons Discord and the Champions Cast channel or on Virtual Theaters Discord. Um, and we will, you know, if there's enough demand, I, I don't have a problem maybe doing a sequel to this. Yeah, I, it would be fun to hear 
yeah to hear what else you could add you could add the uh Oh, there was a there was a chapter bonus chapter in the manga that had the the Watarara race, which were like proto Rito. Oh, yeah. So you get some of them in there, get some Rito in this game. You know, just totally go off the rails with it. There it is. Let us know what you think. I'm like I'm really interested to to see if people are like into this idea or if they're just like, what did I just listen to for the last hour? Uh, I, I'm really interested to hear your guys' feedback, and I hope that even if you haven't played Final Fantasy VII Remake, you've enjoyed this kind of concept about it, um, let us know over on Discord. Uh, Goo, that's gonna, I think that's gonna do it for us for this week. Thank you for, uh, for filling in for Allison this week. Those are some big shoes to fill, but by God, you did it well. It was a blast, yeah. Well, anytime. Of course, if you want to hear more of Goo and I, you can check us out over on Virtual Theater. Um, at Virtual Theater X and over on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, and of course, you can check out the Champions Cast over on Podbean and iTunes ourselves and Spotify now. Um, we are uh, we're everywhere where you can get your podcasts, and we really appreciate all the love that uh, you guys have been giving us. Like and subscribe, of course, and tell a friend about this show. Tell that Zelda fanatic in your life. Leave us a five-star review if you think we've earned it. That's going to do it for us. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter over at Spateri316. Goo is at GooeyFame. And we will see you back here next week for some more Wind Waker goodness. Until then, take care.